Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Astonishing News and Reviews Podcast Edition. This is episode 3, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about the last Ronin comic series from the Turtles genre. We'll also be talking about the two TV trailers that dropped during Super Bowl, one being Superman and Lois, and the other being Falcon and Winter Soldier. So let's get started. Our first segment today is going to be about The Last Ronin. Now, The Last Ronin is a comic book series that is based in the Turtles lore. And when I first heard about The Last Ronin, I was told that, hey, you know, this is about one specific turtle and the other three brothers have died. That was a punch in the stomach for me because I'm used to the four turtles growing up. They're brothers, they're a family, they solve things together, they face all of their obstacles together as a, as a family, as brothers. They set aside their differences, um, they use their strengths from each other together and solve whatever's in front of them. So upon hearing about the fact that there's only one brother remaining, and don't worry, I won't spoil it for you, um, for anybody who hasn't read the book yet, I won't spoil it for you. I won't tell you. They do drop the bomb at the very end of issue one and say which turtle it is. And so I was kind of apprehensive about reading this. I was like, do I really want to go this? Maybe this is not something for me. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check it out because the hype is building. The hype is building. People are becoming aware of it. It is sold out at a lot of comic stores, the physical copy. And I mean, you could still get it from Comixology and Amazon, you know, for your Kindle. But obtaining a physical copy, in my area at least, it's not that easy. So the hype is building. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and read this because I do love the Turtles. And boy, was I surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I was so like in awe of how well issue one was put together. From the writing, from the drawing, it was so well done. You know... I love the grittiness of this story. How it's it's not too dark, but it's not your, you know, pizza friendly, loving, cowabunga type of story anymore. This is about the one turtle that's remaining. He is trying to bring honor to his brothers and his family. You know, Master Splinter has passed away as well, and he's out for revenge. He he's not happy, you know, he's he has so many emotions and what I loved about the of issue number one is how the writers have the side, you know, quotes from his brothers talking to him in his mind and he's interacting with them in his mind, his conscious. So I really love that little piece they put in there every once in a while, the brother will say something to him in his head and he would interact with them saying, you know, I don't know what you're talking about or I'll do it my way or shut up kind of thing. So that was pretty interesting because he's still dealing with the loss and he's very emotional in so many ways. He's got anger issues. It's almost like all of the brother's emotions have been put into this one, you know, turtle and he's trying to be everybody. I mean, he's got all of the weapons on him, you know, the sword, the side, the nunchuck and the staff. He's got, he's got all of that 
on him. So he's honoring all of his brothers, and it looks like he's having all these emotions kind of tied into it. And he's all about bringing honor to his family. You know, his fallen brother, you know, his father, Master Splinter, he's trying to bring honor to them. Uh, we did get introduced to one villain, which I thought was a very cool, interesting villain, which I would love to see issue two, which, by the way, is coming on February 17th, issue two. I I can't, you know, I can't recommend it enough. You need to go out and read this book. Somehow, some way, either digitally or a physical copy. Read issue number one. You won't be disappointed. And if you love that, get ready for issue two on February 17th. You don't have to wait as long as a lot of other uh, people who have already read it. This issue one came out a while back. So I'm happy to see that issue two is going to be dropping soon. I'm, what I'm looking forward to is seeing more, more character developments and new characters being introduced. It does take place in the uh, in the future. So... I'm interested in seeing if any of the older characters that we're used to come back in some form, maybe an Android version. I mean, maybe Krang is fully Android now. Uh, maybe Metalhead is somewhere around. Who knows? I'm very you know interested in seeing. Is Casey Jones around? I mean, we don't know, right? So I would love to see um, more of these characters being introduced or some sort of version of them. And hey, you know, maybe they'll introduce some new characters. They have in the first issue. So with the twist, obviously, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. I don't, I'm, there's going to be no spoilers at all in this. Um, minor, minor little things that's not going to be huge at all. So I'm not going to drop any spoilers. So I personally recommend this. If you're a fan of Turtles, if you're not even just a fan of Turtles, but a fan of comic books, this is a great comic book to pick up. And it's about 40-something pages, so it's nice, good read. It's not a, in a thin comic where you're going to be ending in 16 pages or something like that. Boy, it's a great uh, great twist in the Turtle saga. And I'm excited for issue two. Go check it out, February 17th, issue number two, The Last Ronin. And it's dropping February 23rd, so it's coming right around the corner here. And from what I've seen... I'm intrigued, I'm interested, it has my attention because we haven't had a good CW show in a while. Arrow was great, and then it kind of tailed off near the end. Flash was great, but I think that show also is coming to an end. They need to wrap it up. I can only take so much of Barry Allen crying every season. They need to wrap it up and give it you know, a nice send-off because they had a great run. I think they've been around for like nine years now. So they had their run. They're good. And the other CW shows like Supergirl and Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow, these all can just leave. Please just go away. I have zero interest in any of these shows. I gave them all the chance and they were all brutal. I mean, the writing is terrible. It's tacky. It's not even like, I, I don't know what to say. Like Batwoman was just like terrible from the beginning. I, when I heard about they're going to make this, I was like, Really? You want to shoehorn this in there now? Don't you have enough on your plate? You know, at the time when they announced Batwoman, I think they had like five CW shows going on. I'm like, maybe you just might want to focus your energy on improving the ones you already have rather than throwing another one. And I guess CW has this idea or DC, whoever was behind all this, Greg Berlanti or whoever it is, 
had this idea of let's just give them a whole week's worth of TV shows from DC Comics um, on CW and see how that goes. Uh, bad idea because, you know, people don't want to watch every day a watered-down TV show because you can only spend so much on a TV show. I mean, CW doesn't really strike you as a big streaming, you know, platform where tons of people are going to pay. It's part of a cable network, so people can just get in their cable package. It's different than HBO Max or Disney Plus where there's a lot more money coming in because it's, you know, monthly membership directly just for that streaming service where money is being allocated directly to them. If it's part of a cable network, that money is split in like seven different ways to a whole bunch of outlets where they get their share, they get their share kind of thing. And it is not that much money to be had. But having said that, it looks like Superman and Lois is getting a nice little chunk of money because the first two episodes is movie aspect ratio, which surprised me because I was not expecting that. Then the addition of giving him that movie feel, because when you watch the trailer, it feels like the Man of Steel that came out with Henry Cavell. It gives it gives you that vibe. It doesn't look corny and cheesy. And boy, am I ever glad they got rid of that costume that he was wearing on Supergirl. That was atrocious. That was hot garbage. What was that? It looked like, it looked like a red garbage bag for a cape. It was terrible. And they got rid of that. They put a, gave him a proper you know um, costume with a nice cape. So I'm I'm glad to see that. I I'm happy that they're finally giving him the treatment that he deserves on a, in a TV show. I've missed the Superman TV show since Lois and Clark and Smallville. They were great TV shows. They lasted great years. They were fun to watch. That you can have a TV show and a movie of the same character if you do it right. You know, I, I don't know why there's this apprehensive of Batman. I would love to see a Batman TV show. Come on, let's give me a Batman TV show. Give me a Robin in there. You know, you can make a good Batman TV show. I don't know why Warner Brothers just wants to only cash in on the movie side of Batman. I know it makes a bajillion dollars every time a Batman movie drops, but imagine doing both. You can do it. It just takes, you know, a lot of guts for Warner Brothers to say, you know what, we can have two different universes here. I mean, they already got Superman. They already got Arrow. They already got Flash. Why not add Batman in there? Heck, you know, they got Green Lantern coming off for HBO Max. So it's not like you can't do it. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how many characters are going to be crossing over to uh, Superman. Now they have rebooted this because of that big, huge Flashpoint kind of ask um, in the crossover event they did last year with CW. So a lot of things have changed. They've collided the worlds into one world. That's why instead of having one kid from the beginning and, and when they were talking about the Superman TV show in development, now they have twins, Jordan and John, uh, named after his two fathers, obviously. So I'm interested to see how that dynamic is going to work. The weird part about it was the two kids, they're teenagers now, they didn't know their dad was Superman until like this, they're, they're gonna, Superman is going to be told to them in these two episodes that's coming up, which is, I kind of find that a little odd because they're teenagers and you didn't want to tell, they didn't notice at any point their dad was Superman. You know, kind of weird and then he takes his glasses off which i've always found weird how people don't 
notice it's him because he has his glasses on, right? But, I mean, that's that's the character. That's the nature of it all. That's how old this character is in terms of um, the one of the very first superheroes to come out. So I understand how they want to, you know, stay true to that. I get it. This is that's what Superman is. You know, you go around the world and you ask people, name a superhero. The, Superman's gonna be at one of their top of the list. Obviously, Spider-Man's right there, right behind him. But majority of the world knows Superman. He is synonymously known around the world as one of the most famous superheroes ever. So for me. When they did this TV show, I'm like, okay, let's do it right. Let's see how it is. And so far, from what I've seen in the trailers and what I've read on the internet from critics who have had an early access to it, have said this is a really well-made TV show so far. Now, CW has, not CW, but CWDC and the people behind this production uh, always seem to come out guns a-blazing to get everybody's attention, to get everybody to start watching. And then they start fizzling off. I, I don't know what it is with CW and and the, the or the the DC connection where they can't seem to continue. You know, since Arrow and Flash started, all the other shows that came after them, they can't seem to continue that good writing, that good storytelling. It just seems to drop off, and it drops off in a big way. You know, Supergirl first season, yeah, okay, I wasn't a huge fan, but I gave it a shot. And then it just kind of fell off the cliff. You know, Legends of Tomorrow, same thing. Started off decent, had promised, and fell off a cliff. You know, Batwoman, that just kind of fell off the cliff right off the bat. That was just like a runaway truck. That was just done from from the beginning. Especially, you know, when your main, you know, lead leaves. Now, obviously, there's stories behind as to why she left and all that stuff. But still, your main, you know, lead left. Good luck. That's... A nail in the coffin, you're done. So let's see what you know Superman and Lois brings. I do like the two dynamics between the two characters, uh, Superman and Lois. I, I love I love how they have been together from the crossover events and they have good chemistry. I want to see what the two brothers are about, John and Jordan. Are they gonna be annoying bratty teenagers? I hope not, because that's gonna be such a thorn in my shoe. I'm probably gonna, you know, put an end to it if if I get annoyed with these two brothers. I hope they appreciate who their father is, you know, saving people around the world and not be bratty kids like saying, oh, why didn't you tell us all this time? Oh, uh, you know, I don't love you anymore, dad. You know, you guys are liars to us. Like, obviously, there's reasons for him not mentioning to his sons who he is because of the pressure and the weight of it all. And I hope if they do develop powers in the show, which I've heard that's what the premise is going to be, that he is, you know, embraced by his two boys who, you know, will appreciate having a dad show them, walk them through. It's sort of like the birds and the bees kind of thing where the dad has to kind of walk their kids through it all. And I hope that they have appreciation for who he is. And they, I'm assuming over the, if they decide to extend this season to to more seasons, the show, that they would develop more of an appreciation and work well with their dad to not only help people but to understand the background of being a half a kryptonian you know the pressure that comes with it as you're the you know last you know remnants of kryptonian culture so 
And I hope they delve into more Kryptonian uh, storylines. You know, maybe they mention, you know, you know, Jor-El, the, the Phantom Zone, and Zod, all those characters kind of thing. And I'm also interested in seeing if Lex Luthor shows up. Wouldn't it be cool to see uh, the gentleman who played Lex Luthor in Smallville show up in this show? Who knows? I mean, crazier things have happened, right? They've done a lot of crossovers and crazy things have happened. I mean, you had, speaking of Smallville, you had, you know, the person who played Smallville, Superman, show up in the crossover event. Maybe he shows up in this one. Who knows? But love to see more uh, into this. I'm excited. February 23rd, it drops. Let's see what they've got. Do they have a hit on their hands or is it going to be a dud? Let's find out. Our final topic today is going to be about the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show that's going to be dropping in March. The Super Bowl ad that they dropped had some more scenes in there. And man, I can't wait for this. This is going to be fun. It's got that buddy cop feel that everyone's talking about. But more interestingly... I'm excited to see who is going to take up the mantle of Cap. Now, you know, there's rumors there's going to be multiple Cap uh, candidates. They're going to have the new Captain America that they're re replacing, the government's replacing. So the storyline is going to be is who, where are they getting, where are they getting this, you know, um, the serum from because they created another Captain America, and then there's going to be Patriot which is going to be sort of like the Young Avengers version of Captain America. And then you've got, you know, Bucky, and then you've got Falcon, who are obviously the two main frontrunners to grab the shield, you know, so to speak, and run with it. So I when I, when I saw Cap give it to Falcon, I understand why he gave it to Falcon, but I can... I can't figure out why you would give it to someone you just met these years rather than someone who's been a friend of yours for over 100 years. I mean, in Civil War, he was willing to break his relationship with all his friends just to, you know, can save Bucky. He went through so much to save Bucky and bring him to the light and then not give him the shield because, why, you met Falcon? I mean, is this Disney trying to please everybody by having a minority, you know, hold the shield up? Like, is that something that Disney's trying to appeal to, be, to the left? I mean, I'm not going to get into politics because that's not what I do. But I don't understand that because this is a long lost friend that he's had for, you know, since the World War. And what they've gone together and how they've come around full circle as good friends and went to battle, went to war together, and you don't give him the shield? I don't know. And then Falcon, as good as he is as a character, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a, I am love Falcon as a character in the Marvel Universe. I've got figures of him. But he doesn't have any superpowers. You know, like, is he going to throw the shield and it's just barely going to hit somebody and fall down on the ground? Like, I mean, you know, you got, you got to have super soldier powers or something, right? I mean... Bucky has that, you know, he has that ability to really sling that because when Cap slung it, you know, through that shield at Bucky in Civil War, he just caught it like no big deal and threw it right back at him. And Cap had to actually brace for it and actually was sliding back from the impact of catching it. So for me, 
I've always wanted Bucky to have the shield. But hey, you never know with with the serum that's happening, the situation here. Maybe Falcon gets injected at the end with it and he becomes super strong and that would probably solve a lot of problems for me in terms of is he deserving of getting it? Can he handle that pressure of being the next Captain America? To me, I, either way would be great, but right now if I was to pick somebody, I'm definitely picking Bucky as my new cap and we'll see. We'll see what's going on with it. I'm very excited about this journey because it looks like they're all over the map. They're in Majapur, which is a huge X-Men city. And I'm not going to go into anything. You're going to have to figure this one out as to why, because I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who wants to delve into it more. Obviously, when the show starts, I am going to talk about it more and you know, get into the specific episodes. Now... I haven't gotten into WandaVision particularly just yet because that's a show that I'm waiting for it to kind of come to a near the end before I start talking about it because everybody's talking about it right now and they're going episode by episode. I get it. But for me, WandaVision, I think, is something that I want to talk about when it's about finish because then I could talk about the whole thing and, you know, get my thoughts on it and how it's going to connect because they did mention it's going to have some connection to some of the other shows. And from what I heard, without getting too much sidetracked, what I heard is, you know, Olsen has said that the ending is going to be like the Star Wars Mandalorian ending. That bomb of, you know, and I, I hopefully I don't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the end of Mandalorian. And if you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. Go watch it, please. It's amazing. But the ending is going to be that type of bomb from what I heard that she kind of leaked out that expect a massive, you know, bombshell dropped. So I have a feeling I know what who it is might be. I think it's going to be Doctor Strange kind of dropping in at the very end and saying, okay, you know, I'm going to be taking care of a lot of things here. You, Scarlet, we need to sort things out here. So let's kind of end this charade. So and that's what I'm thinking. That, you know, somehow Doctor Strange is going to be involved to kind of sort out and help out at the very end. And maybe that's how his movie kind of continues from there. The the whatever's remaining, whatever villains remain, Mephesto, whoever it is, and his story movie will kind of talk or go into it more detail kind of thing. But going back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm very excited about the journey they'll be taking. It looks like multiple terrains they're going to be exploring. I hope it's more than 30 minutes an episode. I don't believe I know the runtime, but I'm going to find out what the runtime is. But I'm hoping at least 45-minute runtime. Please, give me something to chew on. And maybe give us the first two episodes right off the bat because this week, you know, waiting week to week is just driving me nuts. I know it's to give you, you know, something to look forward to. I get all that. But, you know, I wish Disney had more content. You know, give me two shows per week that I can kind of wait for because, you know, waiting this a one whole week for a show is just, Ah, is this driving me nuts? But hey, I'll take something over nothing, right? We've had nothing in 2020, which was, you know, obviously one of the worst times, you know, where we had barely things to watch. Thank God for some of the stuff that Netflix had on their shelves that they were able to put out to keep me from going insane. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's another character that you see in the in the trailer, Flag, I believe, Flag. Uh, what's her name? Flag Smasher. Yes, Flag Smasher 
is um, a character that is from the Captain America comics way back then. Not really a big character, which is why a lot of people don't even remember her. You know, I did some research on this character. It actually was a he, but for this show, they made it into a she. But it looks like she is not the Flag Smasher. It looks like it's sort of a committee of people. You know, I'm thinking it's more of a gang or a group of people called Flag Smashers or whatever they're going to name it. So it looks like that. It looks like a team of people that are doing some sort of someone's bidding. And that someone might be Baron Zemo. You got to see his mask. And boy, was I excited to see that in the trailer. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, Baron Zemo, people are like, oh, whatever. It's just Baron Zemo. Think about what he did in Civil War. How he got, you know, the entire Avengers to fight against each other. He's a master at manipulating people and convincing people of, you know, anything he pretty much wants. He's just a brilliant thinker and he can outsmart a lot of people and he's very deceptive that way for, you know, like he'll make you believe in his cause and make you turn and he'll drop subtle little things. And in the trailer, you could see him with Cap, I mean, with Cap, with Falcon and Bucky in a scene where Bucky's fighting with somebody. So makes me believe that he's been manip- going to be manipulating them, maybe get them to go out on these, you know, false journeys or something while he's got something else under the, under wraps. So it'll be very interesting to see that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm also very intrigued about how the serum and the new cap that they've introduced, you saw in the trailer and you saw pictures of the new cap they have. And I'm wondering how they're going to explain who this guy is and is there some agenda from the government that they've got additional serum remaining or is there an agency that's you know on the in the black market doing this maybe that's why they're going all over the place where maybe they're going to Madripoor to maybe that's where they've you know got tipped that there's some sort of undercover operation happening where they're giving super soldier serum to people and maybe this connects to another TV show like the Hulk uh, She-Hulk TV show that's coming out where, you know, Abomination is supposed to be in there. He's been cast and Mark Ruffalo is going to be in there. So maybe this sort of has that explanation of that. There's more to this because remember, he also got a super soldier serum, albeit a different variant. So I'm wondering if there's more than just one or two super soldier serums. And can this lead to maybe a Canadian version where our super friend named Logan gets a serum? I mean, is this a way how they're going to be introducing the X-Men characters into the universe? Who knows? It's going to be fun ride. It definitely looks like it's going to be a fast-paced show where it's going to be a lot of action and something that we are looking forward to seeing because we don't got any Marvel movies coming out right now. Black Widow still shelved. Poor Black Widow still being shelved. Kind of feel bad because obviously there's something important in that movie. But it's just, I don't know why Disney won't really. Just release the damn thing. Put it on Disney Plus and hopefully soon. So, yeah. Let's see what Falcon and Winter Soldiers. I am pumped. I'm excited for it. It comes out in March. Definitely um, looking forward to it. And this wraps up 
our weekly podcast. Next week, we've got some cool stuff that we'll be talking about. I'm just working out the topics that we're going to be doing. So I look forward to listening to you guys. Now, please go to our social media places, uh, Astonishing NR. Uh, you can find us on IG. You can find us on Twitter. We also have a YouTube page, a YouTube channel, where we talk about reviews of action figures, a visual thing. So please head on over there, like and subscribe, share. And the support that we've already gotten in a, such a short span of our existence, I am so happy and pleased, and I'm very thankful we have so much more to give. We have so much more to do. We have great ideas that we want to bring forward. We're just getting started, and I want to thank everybody. So have yourself a great morning, day, or night, whenever you're listening to this, and take care. <laughs>